Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Study Break. My name is Melody, and today I'm here with my friend, Ella. Hi, I'm Ella. Uh, I'm in 11th grade. I'm a junior. I'm from West Covina, California. I go by she, her pronouns. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Ella. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) This episode is going to be released on March 2nd, which is World Teen Mental Health Day. And basically, according to Google, this day is by definition aiming to raise greater awareness of mental health issues among teens, as well as to provide education about removing stigmas surrounding preventative mental health. And so my podcast, you know, we dive deep into mental health. I feel like in most episodes, like the majority of the episode, we always get into some topic about mental health because everyone experiences something, right? Like we all go through some dark times or even like very good days, like we should talk about those. And so today's episode, I really wanted to focus on teen mental health in quarantine, but more about like the the dark side that we're kind of scared to talk about because it's it's very vulnerable. Again, I really wanted to thank you, Ella, for joining me today because I know this probably took a lot of courage and yeah, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so before we get started, how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling really nervous, <laughs> like really nervous. Okay. Is there is there anything you want to get off your chest before we dive deep into the topics? Um... Not really. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Just, yeah. You just, mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. Well, first of all, this is a general topic, but how did the pandemic affect your overall mental health? It's a very loaded question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot to go over because the whole thing about the pandemic is like, human contact is very limited so and like school is completely online there's a lot to go over yeah it's like where do you even start yeah um let's let's start off by talking about news anxiety because you know the biggest issue is everything going on around the world we see so much violence and so much hate every day on the news and on social media it's everywhere now so how are you feeling with that I'm feeling really like helpless like I can't really do anything especially because we're in a pandemic like there's so many major historical events that are going on that you know are going to be like on future history students yeah textbooks and there's like nothing you can do because we're in a pandemic like Mm -hmm. with the whole George Floyd thing back in May or June you could only do so much like since we were still like in the peak of the pandemic, there were like my parents wouldn't personally allow me to go protest. So the most I could do was sign petitions and donate. And like, I feel like that applies with all of the recent news stuff, like all the violence and stuff. You could only do so much and you feel really helpless. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, currently, as of right now, there's a lot of Asian hate crimes going on too. And it's absolutely heartbreaking. And, you know, there's, there's really not much that we can do, like you said. And honestly, sometimes it makes me really frustrated. Like, I want to go out there and help as many people as possible, but then I'm limited, you know, like I I can't do everything. 
yeah exactly like the most you can do is really like repost on your instagram story like talk about it make sure to spread awareness but it like really like breaks your heart because i feel like every single day when i log into instagram there's like another asian hate crime and i'm like what the heck (laughs) like you know yeah exactly and then like another thing that's really weird because i remember this happened in the beginning of quarantine with when everyone started posting on their social media about it and then people from our school were saying that like if you're just reposting stuff you're not actually doing anything and getting mad at people for only reposting which I found like to be really ridiculous because like we're just spreading awareness right like sometimes Mm -hmm. our parents don't let us go protest like maybe we don't have money to donate like it's it's a lot more complicated than that. Yeah, like, you could repost it on your story, like, it spreads awareness. You could also, like, repost petitions that people can sign, and you could repost, like, charities or something that you could, like, donate to, because even though you might, pers- you personally can't, like, donate, maybe if you post it on your story, one of your followers could donate. So I feel like saying reposting on your story does nothing is really, like, weird because it obviously does something yeah exactly and so you know while we're on this topic um do you get news anxiety like for me at least whenever I read like not even just headlines like when I go scrolling into the article or into the um what's it called the Instagram carousels you know Mm -hmm. like you learn so much and it's so overwhelming And, like, sometimes I just, like, I need to, like, shut down or, like, do something that is not related to my phone. Mm -hmm. I feel like I really, this is going to sound really bad, but I feel like I've really been desensitized to, like, everything recently. Because there's just been so much that is happening, so much violence in the news, where it feels like, oh, like, it's just another day. But, like, I feel horrible about feeling that way because I shouldn't feel that way to that extent because these are horrible things that are happening to, like, real people in the real world. But, like, yeah, what you said, like, having a breakdown over it, I I had a really bad breakdown when there were people, like, getting executed from the death penalty and there was, like, nothing we could do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, like... I've had multiple conversations with my friends about just like issues going on around the world. And like, they were telling me like, oh yeah, like they, they had like really bad nights when they were like crying themselves to sleep because of just like how bad the world is right now. Yeah. There's, there's a bunch of limits. Like the most you can do right now is just spread awareness. It really sucks. Yeah, so moving on, um, let's talk a little bit more about online school. We have English together, and honestly, I'm really enjoying English. Like, we dive into, like, real-world issues and stuff, even Mm -hmm. though it's a very hard class. Yeah. (laughs) So how how has your experience been with online school in general? Like, are you getting a lot of work? Like, does grades overwhelm you? I know it's, like, a lot to talk about with online school. Mm -hmm. There, there is so much to go over. Um, in regards to like English class, like I feel like that's like the class that I really try the most in. <laughs> I feel like I should um, try in your classes, students. Don't listen to me. <laughs> but like 
I truly like I only try the most in that class because like I plan on being an English teacher so like that's the class where I'm like oh my god I gotta try in this but no matter how hard I try like I still like sometimes fail my stuff and it sucks because like I feel like we're not getting the full experience that we should be getting in regards to like learning 11th grade English mm-hmm. and it sucks um and there's so much work to do like sometimes it's very short notice like oh yeah you have like an 18 question quiz like due by tomorrow morning that you have to do oh and also you have like this book assignment that you have to do by tomorrow and an morning. essay to write <laughs> yeah and like sometimes we get surprised with like an in-class essay <laughs> and it's like it's so much um for classes in general like I feel like the workload is so much more than it was like pre-COVID because I and I get really frustrated with this because like we could only do so much I feel like teachers think that because there's a pandemic and we have nothing else to do and we're just stuck at home we have all the time in the world to like do all of this work which is true but I don't want to do it because (laughs) I'm like suffering (laughs) because I like we're all living through this like major historical event like there's so much stuff on the news and we're in a pandemic like it really sucks but no I have to like do my equations for algebra too (laughs) it really like but there's another part of me where I get that like teachers have to follow a strict curriculum and because we have a new schedule this year for like online school so now instead of seeing us like every single day um, for the same amount of time, they see us like for two hours on two days of the week or like 30 minutes on two days of the week. And I get that it really sucks for the teachers and they're probably going through it too. But as a student, like it's just a lot to handle. Yeah, I definitely get the whole like mixed emotions part of it because I completely relate to teachers like I know they're struggling majorly, but then there's also the other part of me that's like, oh my gosh, I, I want to quit right now. And yes, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm also like a very high achieving student too. Like I, I, I strive for perfection, which is bad. But I'm working on it. I'm working mm-hmm. on it. Um, but then I am someone who like pushes myself to study like crazy amounts of mm-hmm. hours. And it's not that like, I don't like it like I actually enjoy it a lot but there's definitely times when I just like didn't care about anything and during the pandemic like even though on paper my grades look good it doesn't mean I'm doing good (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly like just like you like I feel the same when like pre-covid I was definitely like a perfectionist and I, I was like a, like a mostly straight A student. Like I really loved school. I wanted to do the best I could at it. But like now I feel like school is just a thing that's nagging at me like constantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause like nowadays it's like, it's hard to like do like the simplest of things even to like get out of bed and do basic stuff. And like, I have to do this every single day. And it like, it really like affects you mentally. So yeah. <laughs> And the thing is, like, it repeats in cycles and cycles. And since there's nothing for us to look forward to, we're always just like, okay, well, it's another day, but it's the same as yesterday. And then it's just like, it becomes not only boring, but like, you eventually lose interest of everything because there's 
there's nothing to look forward to to be excited about anymore Mm -hmm. which is like really depressing but like it's kind of just how it is now like I struggle so much with going to sleep and waking up like I've been struggling with it ever since I was little like it takes me hours to fall asleep like I'm not trying to self-diagnose myself with insomnia but just saying (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. like it's it's been a problem that I've had for a very long time and now the way I cope with it is by literally tiring myself out during the day so mm-hmm. that I'm so tired, I fall asleep faster instead of having to like move around in bed, laying there and staring at the ceiling for like two hours a night before I actually fall asleep. But mm-hmm. then that also means I struggle so much with waking up. I try to wake up 30 minutes before class starts, but then it becomes 20 minutes and then like 10 minutes and then five minutes and then like two minutes before class starts. And I'm like, oh crap, like I got to mm-hmm. get out of here. Yeah, it's... It's really hard. Yeah. I, in regards to sleeping, like, I can, it really depends on how sleepy I am. I don't think I have it as bad as you do, like, to that extent. Um, I hope you get help for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. But, like, I stay up, like, a lot because, again, with, like, the workload, like, you could only, like, work so much. And then, like, you also want to have time with your family or like have time to yourself or like have time where you just lounge around in bed or you just don't feel like doing anything so you like do all of your work like at the last minute like it's it's such a common thing for me to like go to bed at like 2 a.m or 3 a.m and like go and then like wake up like feeling really really tired but I have no choice like one minute before class like (laughs) I just get out of bed and go to my laptop and like log in it's just a lot Exactly. I wish I could sleep early. Like that mm-hmm. is such a big goal of mine. I I write that on my New Year's resolution bucket list thing that I have every single year and I never achieve it because it's just too hard. I hope you get to sleep early like, <laughs> soon. I'll try. I, I am trying really hard, but then school is also another factor. Like I literally, I'm taking five APs right now. Like I, I put this- What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing this to myself. <laughs> Why would you? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Well, okay. I was not expecting the pandemic to happen. Well, like, okay, that's fair. everyone's like <laughs> this. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I was I was so prepared to, like, just go back and, like, have a bomb junior year. But <laughs> it's been a bomb in the wrong way. <laughs> you know? I could barely handle the one AP class that I'm taking. <laughs> I have so much respect for you right now. Oh my god. No. <laughs> Thank you. Girl, but, oh my gosh. No, no. I but <laughs> no, I I'm not trying to like diminish anyone's feelings by saying like, oh, I'm taking a lot. I'm just saying like I think for everyone, you know, no matter how many AP classes or IB classes or regs classes you're taking, everyone is struggling. I remember in episode three I think when Catherine was on she said something that I'll always remember and she said like um she said like even if if two people are drowning one's like in like two feet of water and the other is in like 20 feet of water like they're both still drowning something to that extent (laughs) um Mm -hmm. but it resonated so much with me because you know just because someone 
has a lot more depth to their problem doesn't mean someone else isn't struggling with their own issues. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And I just like remind myself of that even in school, because, you know, I, I know so many of my friends and so many of my peers in class, like, I can tell they, they're losing a lot of interest, even with our lane class. In the beginning of the year, everyone turned on their cameras. And then like, as one person turned off their cameras, everyone followed and then no one turns on their cameras anymore. <laughs> oh, for real. Like, I feel really bad for our teacher because like, I bet it's so hard for teachers too, because like, they, they feel like they're talking to no one, like they're talking to a bunch of blank screens. But like, mm-hmm. I have like no motivation or any want to like turn on my camera because like it just it just feels like too much like even just the simplest thing is like having your camera on yeah no I I definitely understand and I've seen a lot of people on TikTok talking about like how hard it is to just like um like shower and like clean your room and do like basic stuff like that and it's it's so true Mm -hmm. It's just so much because this whole pandemic has been really depressing. Like the simplest things are like so hard to do. Like even like basic hygiene and stuff, like taking care of yourself. And like, it's just so much like getting out of bed. Yeah, exactly. And so obviously we're both, I, I'd say like we're both struggling a lot <laughs> during yeah. the pandemic um have you ever like talked to anyone about like how you're feeling um okay this is really bad Uh, I've been like bottling up my emotions because like what you said earlier about the drowning thing is really important um but like and I know it's true but I don't apply it to myself like I I like tell other people like you're struggling too it's fine but like I feel like I don't apply the advice that I give necessarily to myself. Like I'm way too unfair to myself. I've only like just started really like talking about it, like with close friends or something. Apparently like on the news, a huge topic has been like how students are suffering from online class, which is weird. Like they're just starting to report about it. (laughs) Like, are you for real? Like we've been struggling for like months on end. It's almost been a year. Like, come on. Exactly. Get with the program. <laughs> Our, and then, like, my parents were like, Ella, is this true? Have you really been struggling? And I was like, oh. So yeah. let's have a 12-hour conversation right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, this might take a while. <laughs> yeah. Explain. Like, it's just, it's just so much to, like, if I could barely do, like, the simplest things as getting out of bed, like, I could, I could barely talk about my feelings because... I feel in my mind, I feel really bad like talking about it with other people because I don't know what other people are going through. Like, first of all, they might not even have like the mental capacity to like listen. Like they might be going through something themselves and like we're all struggling in this pandemic. And so I don't want to like bombard anyone with my problems as well because I know people are going through it too. But like in the end, we're all struggling and we should all be there for each other, like regardless. Yeah, no, I I completely relate. Um, I actually just had a really bad incident, like, mm, I think beginning of this month. And 
it's basically like what you said. I bottled, I bottled up all my feelings and it kind of just like, it was a ticking time bomb. Like I was going to explode and have a really bad breakdown and it did happen. And like a whole situation happened. And then like, I had to tell someone about it because I had to get help, right? If I didn't, well, it would have been bad. So mm-hmm. I contacted my friend about it. And, you know, we used to talk about our feelings a lot. But then I don't know why. I think we both kind of got scared of burdening the other with our own negativity mm-hmm. that we kind of just distance ourselves away from each other. Um, but mm-hmm. then once we got started talking, like we realized like, wow, like we both needed this so much and just to discuss our feelings, discuss isolation and mm-hmm. loneliness and all that very, very fun stuff. <laughs> That's like another huge thing, like being distanced from your friends. This pandemic took social distancing way too literal. <laughs> like <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been, it's like, it's so easy to be distanced from your friends because like you don't talk about your feelings but you don't really realize how much you need to talk about them um, unless you like you start opening up like there was this one time like last technically friday you um there's this show called wandavision on disney plus okay yeah <laughs> where it gets released like on midnight mm-hmm. and me and my friends we already like talk about like the theories and stuff like the show like after we watch it like through text messages and we're like hey why don't we like have like an actual video call and stuff and like a part of me was like really anxious because I haven't really talked to them in a while but they were once like my closest friends I was scared it was going to be awkward at first but then the moment like we started like video calling we were it was like we like fit like a glove (laughs) like it was back to normal and we kind of like we didn't really like talk about our feelings like we just the new WandaVision episode was mostly about like how bad the main character felt Wanda like mentally and like there are so many times where where they were like oh my god that's me and they're and like the other person's like oh my god that's me too (laughs) (laughs) it would just like 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 um blend into like a conversation where we would really talk about our feelings but like in a jokingly way that would like fit with the show so it's not too awkward Mm -hmm. and I feel like that was it was so healing for me like personally yeah no exactly like sometimes you know we're we're all so used to just typing stuff and like we have a lot of time to think about what we say to the point where we all overthink and mm-hmm. then it causes us to like I don't know like type out things that we don't mean or like isn't really something that we'd say and like so if we're on call you know you're just saying whatever comes to your mind and it's it's so different because like obviously you guys are friends and you've Mm -hmm. known each other so like it it just works and it's like super therapeutic yeah it really does like you could overthink so easily Mm -hmm. when you text someone because like you have all the time to like send them a message or like leave them on delivered or leave them on scene (laughs) or something or you might get a message where the other person like uses a period at the end of their sentence and you're like oh my god like do they hate me now exactly. but like a period is like just proper grammar <laughs> <laughs> but like nowadays like they're like oh my god they hate me <laughs> mm-hmm. like we can't ever tell the tone of a text and 
I'm like a very sarcastic person when I text people that I'm like really close to. And so like sometimes they like completely forget about that because, you know, we're away from each other all the time. And mm-hmm. so I would say something like, yeah, that was that was very dumb. And then they're like, oh, my God, like, am I the dumb one? Or what is she talking about? Like, what's dumb? And then I'm like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and I have to, like, explain myself. Oh, my God. One time, like, I was talking with my friends about something. I forgot. Like, it was probably something really dumb. But I left <laughs> them on scene, like, as mm-hmm. a joke. But then, like, they never texted back. So we didn't talk for, like, an entire, like, two weeks or a week. <laughs> and then, like... I texted them like, hey, we're cool, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, I thought you were mad at me. <laughs> I was like, what? No, I'm not. It was just a joke. <laughs> we just didn't have the energy to, like, text back or clarify. Or oh, my gosh. When you talk to people about your feelings, are you someone who wants them to just listen? Or, like, are you asking for advice? Because I know... Like, at least for me, sometimes I just want them to listen and just, like, hear me rant. But then other times I, like, genuinely need, like, advice and need their help. And so it's, for me, at least it's really awkward to sometimes communicate that. Like, hey, can you just listen to me? Or, like, hey, can you give me advice on this? Like, I don't know why it's it's really awkward for me to just, like, be comfortable with saying stuff like that. Like, even if they're my really close friends. Yeah, I'm completely the same. But, like, I feel like it's really necessary that you communicate that first because sometimes if I rant and then they give me advice that I never wanted in the first place, (laughs) I, I like, feel annoyed and I'm, like, I should not have, like, ranted (laughs) to them in the first place. Um, But, like, I feel it's really important. Like, personally, I like when people listen to me. Um, If they do give me advice... Like, I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> um, there, there's, like, certain situations that you rant about where you just need someone to listen or you need someone to help give you advice. Like, it's just, like, a line. <laughs> exactly. And, mm-hmm. Like, it's just a lot. Like, if I offer help to someone, I'm always, like, I can listen or I can give advice, like, try to, because it's really important like in that sense Mm -hmm. I think we like both sides have this like has this responsibility to like ask the other like how you want me to like respond to you you know because sometimes like especially when you're having really deep conversations you feel uncomfortable and like having Mm -hmm. to be the one to take initiative to make that conversation about how you want the other person to respond is awkward enough you know Mm -hmm. so it's also like really awkward if you're ranting like over text but like it's like the main thing like if you want them to listen like you want to make sure they're listening but like you don't like if I'm the person that's like supposed to listen I don't know if I should like just keep on liking their messages or like leave them (laughs) on scene or like just like type and send the momentary like yes or uh uh-huh like it's like so how do I show that I'm listening over text like it's it can be really awkward like with that barrier in mind yeah exactly so I guess the overall message there is to just you know ask the person how 
you guys want to communicate. Yeah. <laughs> it's so strange. Like, hey, how do you want to talk about this? But yeah. at the same time, it's like kind of necessary. Yeah, exactly. 100%. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So now let's talk more about the the dark, dark stuff. Oh. The day before this episode airs, which is March 1st, it's actually Suicide Awareness Day. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought it'd be important to talk about this because I think there was a research done and then they said more people are committing suicide during the pandemic than ever before mm-hmm. and that's mainly because of like isolation and a lot of things going on with mental health and so I thought it'd just be cool to like talk from a teen's perspective mm-hmm. I'll go first and then Ella like you can go ahead and share whatever you're comfortable with for sure um, so to start off my story, I, I think I have to address the fact that I, I don't personally know the people, but I guess like my acquaintances, let's see, other acquaintances, mentors, they have friends who committed suicide and, you know, they, they talked to me about it and it was very sad to hear, obviously, because, they were so close to them and they were like best friends and it's it's very hard it's a very hard topic and you know i've never had like a first hand experience with people who did commit suicide or even know people who know people who did and so like this year was my first time finding out and it's it's really strange and it kind of did take a toll on me because i realized how important mental health is and like I I literally don't like the stigma around it like I hate it so much like I don't understand why there is a stigma because everyone is experiencing something with their life um and so like right after finding out the news I remember posting on my Instagram story like this poem I think and then I was like checking with your friends you never know what will happen like you can save a life And, you know, it's just so important for me to get this message out there. Like, you literally need to either check on others to help them or check on yourself to help yourself. Because I remember people saying, like, people who commit suicide usually regret doing it right as they, like, they jump off a bridge or something like that. And, um... Ever since I was little, actually, in elementary school, I actually knew people who cut themselves and who are doing various forms of self-harm. And, you know, growing up in that environment, knowing people already, like, it 
it was weird because I kind of felt like, okay, so this like actually happens, you know, like I wasn't like completely in shock about it. And it's really strange to me because like, since I'm so aware of it all the time now, like whenever I do see someone, you know, harming themselves, like I know exactly what to do to stop it. But then, like I mentioned earlier, there was a really dark time in my life and I was just not in the right mindset. I had a lot of things going on. I was super overwhelmed and it was, it was a hectic time. And I remembered like everyone who experienced that firsthand, everyone who I talked to, to, you know, calm them down and stuff. It's, it's a very scary experience and quarantine has just like amplified it so much more and made every situ like every little problem become so much bigger i will literally become so upset if like i i don't get the food that i want like if i'm like craving donuts i'll make my own donuts in order to satisfy my own craving and that also brings in another issue which is really weird again this is I'm not trying to self-diagnose myself, but you know, <laughs> um, I am a crazy stress eater and I'm talking like I eat probably for two people a day whenever I'm like feeling extremely overwhelmed or like, it's just, it's just really bad. And, you know, now that I acknowledged it and recognized my issue, I've definitely been trying to hold back on my <laughs> servings a little more it was like a problem, you know, and no one knew that because obviously like you can't see anything through a screen and like, I don't openly talk about this because I never felt a need to, but now I realize the importance about talking about these struggles. Well, personally for me, like, I feel like eating habits have recently like worsened because we have all the time in the world and like stress eating is like, oh, like, my one of my coping mechanisms i mean recently i've been trying to eat more moderately and stuff like i've been trying to eat more fruits i guess <laughs> like fruits it's, it's like it's it's just a lot like you want to you see like all this food in your kitchen and like you just want to like stress eat because there's so much stuff going on mm-hmm. and like in regards to like suicidal awareness i've been like knowing people like, like you who have been, like, self-harming, like, since I was very young, and it never, like, I, I wouldn't say it never personally affected me, like, I would be, like, are you okay, like, to them, like, I would check up on them, but I was never, never, like, worried, worried until, like, one of my friends, like, attempted, and I was, like, oh my god, like, I could have lost one of my, like, close friends, there's so much to handle, and, like, I've personally, like, gone through a lot where, like, I was considering and stuff, like, sophomore year. Like, it was just so much. But then, like, around, like, it just, like, when you're in that mindset, it feels like nothing else can help you. And I feel like it's really important to, like, know that suicide is a very, very permanent solution to a temporary problem. Like, it might not feel like it because when you're in that mindset, like time moves so slow when you just feel really down and like the days blend into each other and like there's so much you could lose. 
I know someone who I could have been close to, like they, they um, committed suicide. And like hearing that was like a huge, took a huge toll on me. Cause I was like, oh my God, like we could have been friends. Like, and then like, I look at their like recent Instagram, not recent, this is like years ago, but I look at their Instagram posts and they were a high school student. So like they went through like homecoming and all that stuff, like the things that we went through. And like, they had like a picture of them with their date or something. And then like in the comments, there's still like, there's like still comments where they're like, I miss you so much like every day. And I had no idea they were going through that. And I just found out about this and I was like, oh my gosh, like, it's just really heartbreaking to see like the results of something because I feel like you're really blinded by how much you could affect the people around you. Like you might feel like alone and no one loves you and stuff, but that's like, not true at all there's always one person who will who loves you yeah and I remember I actually had to call the suicide hotline because like I I knew someone who was like going through it and I was trying to see like how I could help and then while I was calling them like we started having like a conversation about you know suicide in general and then um the the guy working the hotline told me like yeah like grieving never ends like especially for parents who lost their teens to suicide like they will never stop grieving and that like hit me really hard because it's like oh my gosh like at at the moment like you said Ella like you you feel so helpless and you you just want it all to end but if you do that, you know, it, it doesn't solve any problems, just like what you said, but it also just transfers the problem over to your loved ones, the close ones, your close friends, and the people who know you, you know, like, it, it affects everyone. And no matter how small you feel, or how unimportant you feel, like, you're definitely loved by someone. And that's something to always remember. Yeah, exactly. Like, at the same time, like, going back to, like, when I was going through that, I felt like if when people told me, like, oh, you're, like, gonna make people, like, feel bad and stuff, like, I felt like they were kind of guilt-tripping me almost. Yeah. So it felt like they were being selfish about how they felt and stuff. And, like, it's just, I feel like, like, you shouldn't say that to a person who's, like, currently going <laughs> through it. Like, you're going to make your parents, like, feel bad. Like, it's going to be no. all your fault. Yeah. Like, it's it's really, like, guilt-tripping, and it can really mess up a person's mind. And I feel like another thing that people say to people who are, like, really going through it is, like, oh, you could miss, like, your future child or your future family or your future job, your future work. Like, you'll miss out on all the, those important stuff. But it really depends on the person because I feel like society has made up this whole ideal life thing as an adult where like your ideal life would be with another person, with your family, with the job. But it's also important to know that like life is just about living. Like you might not see the little things anymore, such as like the leaves changing color like during autumn or like the little things where like drinking cold water on a sunny day, like after a long day, like 
those are li- I'm like getting these things from like the movie Soul <laughs> oh like, my god <laughs> that, that movie like really changed my point of view because sometimes like life is not really about like your goals and stuff sometimes it's about the little things that happen when you're working up to those goals or like maybe you might not have any goals at all and that's completely fine like it's just about living so yeah exactly and it's about like enjoying the moments you know and there's this article that was like uh I don't know the exact titles but it was like listing reasons why you shouldn't committed suicide and then you know the the things they listed like you think it's things like oh like your parents are gonna be so sad and you're gonna miss out on these experiences but no it was actually listing things like what you mentioned Ella, like like your mom's smile your your friend's smile the the jokes that the inside jokes you made with your closest friends and like um trying on clothes you know like things like that and it it's really mind-boggling because sometimes we're so blinded by our goals and others goals like we start comparing ourselves with other people and that's like a whole toxic mindset that can really really damage your own mental health mm-hmm. yeah and so it's like I don't know it's it's really complicated because it really depends per person like at least for for me if someone were to be like, oh yeah, it's it's okay, like don't be sad. <laughs> like I would be like, what the heck? <laughs> if I didn't want to be sad, I wouldn't be, you know? Yeah, like I feel like some adults, especially, no offense to adults, I'm not being ageist or anything, but like I feel like they were really raised on like um toxic positivity, like that mindset. Yeah, like, toxic productivity. Be- yeah, like just be positive like don't worry about like all those other things like just like don't focus on that like just focus on another thing like oh my god thank you Karen like (laughs) I'm not suicidal anymore like thank you so much I don't want to jump off a building anymore (laughs) like thank you so much that really helped let me just go be positive now like it's really like silly to me personally Mm mm-hmm one of the things that I don't really understand too is they've probably been through like a really difficult time, you know, and like, yeah, they, they work through it by working hard, but it doesn't mean it'll work for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm someone who's a hard worker, but I don't want to use hard work as in distraction anymore, you know, like that's mm-hmm. what I used to do, but like, it's just really toxic like it it doesn't help me at all like it used to help me because I just distract myself but then when you distract yourself your problem isn't solved and so all your feelings get bottled up again until you have that major breakdown and it's very risky from there yeah yeah exactly I feel like in soft in my sophomore year when I was really going through it I really used like going through work like going through all my work and stuff like as a distraction or like hanging out with friends immediately after school so I don't like have to face anything like it's just a lot like you shouldn't distract yourself because like the the feelings that you're feeling are eventually gonna come out anyways like anytime like 
it's really unhealthy and really toxic for you to do that. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think one thing that I learned during quarantine that really helped me was just acknowledging what I wanted to do with my life because I don't just want to get like a nine to five job and then like raise a family, you know, like Mm -hmm. I want to like travel the world and, you know, I'm a foodie. I want to try, (laughs) I want to try cuisines from different countries and Mm -hmm. like I, you know, I want to make people laugh. I want to make people's days brighter and I have to live for that. You know, I I have to keep on living and making that possible. Like I want to experience the snow. We live in freaking Southern California. There's no (laughs) snow here. Yeah. Thankfully, there's no snow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, But yeah, it's like these things that I want to experience, you know, like I can't just end my life here, you know, just because Mm -hmm. I'm stressed and lonely. Like I got to push through. I have to be strong. And that's what I always remind myself. Mm -hmm. What about you? Oh, well, personally, like the thing that motivates me to like keep on going on is like, oh, like, I might not experience like going back to like in-person school or like if I end it right now, I might not like get to experience if we do have like a virtual graduation, like (laughs) even though it would be like really depressing, like wouldn't it be funny if it was like all virtual, like 17 years of my life led up to this, like having a graduation, like over the computer and probably getting my diploma in the mail. Yeah. (laughs) It's just so hilarious to me or like another thing would be like never um getting to go to this Harry Styles concert that I was supposed to go in (laughs) go to like pre-COVID like I had it all planned out and everything like I was so excited or like another like or like a BTS concert or I I would never like have the opportunity like meet them or like Mm -hmm. any of my favorites or like go with my friends after school to go get boba like the little things again and all that stuff like there's just so many things I have to remind myself that will like keep me going yeah exactly like we all got goals right and Mm -hmm. I think we really had to live for them like that was that was a lot (laughs) (laughs) that was a lot (laughs) okay so you know since we're talking about the the brighter things do you want to talk about how you just cope in general like positive ways to cope and to to really relive that happiness again um other than food music or like just watching like videos of the people you love or like (laughs) reminiscing and looking back at the things that you used to do and like reliving those moments Mm mm-hmm Oh my gosh, I remember I was going through my um, phone gallery and I like saw all our pictures and um, just like videos from before quarantine and it it, like made my heart break because it's like you can do so much in a year and it's been a year in quarantine or it's almost been a year, but Mm -hmm. it's like I always feel like I missed out on so much, you know, like I'm just out here doing nothing (laughs) yeah exactly exactly yeah but like looking back at like the things that I used to do there was like 
I remember vividly um, during my last class on the day that we were put in quarantine, I kept on like saying to people, um, see you at graduation, like as a joke, because like I genuinely thought that this this whole quarantine thing would like end after our spring break and that this is just a longer spring break. I was so happy. Like I was like, what a quarantine. <laughs> and then like the whole quarantine period just got kept on getting stretched and stretched and stretched. And I was like, oh crap, <laughs> we're not going back. And I probably accidentally manifested that see you at graduation thing. <laughs> oh, no. like, um, and there's just so much stuff that like you realize like you didn't appreciate enough back then. Like I didn't yeah. appreciate my extra I feel like I didn't appreciate my extracurriculars back then enough because like now I don't have any extracurriculars because my extracurriculars were entirely based on theater and theater is a live thing. It could be a virtual thing, but like, I don't think we're working on that. So, it's very complicated if it's virtual too. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like all of my extracurriculars are based on theater, like improv, which is comedy sports and like um, theater like productions and plays and stuff and the whole thing like I really wanted to be like a player for the improv stuff because you could either be a player or a crew but I was too scared to be a player so I was just crew but I could have applied to be a player like so soon I was like dang I should have like been a player or something because like you never realize how much you miss out on stuff yeah like after this quarantine thing is over like I feel like I just want to do everything now like I'm I'm so scared of like missing out (laughs) on stuff Mm -hmm. I'm like oh gosh now I need to do everything I possibly can like screw it I'm just gonna go skydive (laughs) (laughs) like oh my god for real like you just want to do like anything and everything that is possible you could do in this world Mm -hmm. now you feel like your time could possibly be limited yeah we all get like FOMO now it's oh my gosh it's so so real but yeah I think that that's the end of this episode thank you so much oh for sure (laughs) would you like to share your social media oh yes 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 um you can connect with me on (laughs) on um on instagram at ella reviews boba e-l-l-a-r-e-v-i-e-w-s-b-o-b-a and also my personal Instagram, CLJSE on Instagram. Yeah. Awesome. And also make sure to follow Study Break's Instagram at the Study Break Podcast, as well as tuning into your favorite podcast app, follow Study Break there and listen to a new episode every Tuesday. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you all are doing amazing during quarantine and I'll talk to you guys soon in the next episode. Bye everyone.